0: Let me explain this to you. In the book of Leviticus, there's these seven feasts. There's three times of the year that every Jewish male was supposed to go to these feasts to travel to Jerusalem, to be there. And so one is Passover, the other one is Pentecost, and the other one is the uh, Feast of Tabernacles. So there's these three feasts that they were to go and to be there, and so everybody came from all over. These three feasts, Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruit, all happened at the right time, right on schedule. These are the spring feasts, and it happens in the spring. You have the fall feast, and those are the trumpet, the atonement, and the tabernacle, that's in the fall. So they had two sets of these feasts. And then you had 50 days from the first fruits. When the first fruit comes up and you got something, you wave it before the high priest, and in 50 days from then, you had the harvest. That was Pentecost, which means 50 days from the resurrection of Christ. And it happened right on schedule, right on the very day. Christ came and was crucified on the right day, the right month. Everything happened just like it was prophesied in the book of Leviticus chapter 23. And even though every year they did this, It has to happen at the right time. And it was all about Christ. That's why it's called the Feast of the Lord. It's not the Feast of Man. God's the one that designed this. And he says the sun and the moon are going to be signs in the sky of when these things are going to take place. We're right on schedule for something. Now, the trumpets, the atonements, the tabernacle, these three, these are many signs that will take place. You see, the Feast of Trumpets is a blowing of the trumpets for the gathering of God's people together. It can be for war. But the blowing of the trumpets, we believe, will take place on a particular day. It has to be on the seventh month, which is Tishri, and it has to be on a new moon, totally black. And this is why so many people are getting excited about what's coming up very soon in September, because of the day that it falls on. And just happens to be right after an eclipse when it talks about the sun being dark and so on. But understand this. When these things happened in Israel, or should, this gonna be a total darkness upon the face of the earth. Not just an eclipse that happens somewhere. No, this has got to take out the light from the land of Israel, but also, I believe, for the whole earth. It's gonna be dark. And I have reasons for that, and I'll show you that. In Revelation chapter 2. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Now, this is in the book of Revelation. Seven angels, seven trumpets. So many people believe, okay, here's these seven angels. The seventh angel that blows that last trump, that's the last trump. Well, it sounds good. But when God talks about the trumpet and the blowing of the trumpet... He's not talking about some man down here on earth blowing the trumpet. And he's not talking about an angel during the tribulation blowing that trumpet. This is talking about the Lord God himself will blow that trumpet. Whether it's going to be a literal trumpet or his voice. I heard the sound of a voice, as it were, of a trumpet. It's also mentioned in the book of 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4, verse 13 down to verse 18. The same portion of the scriptures. So he said, and the Lord shall be seen over them, and his arrows shall go forth as the lightning, and the Lord God shall blow the trumpet. So this is different, and the last trump is not because of some angel down here, and they're 1, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, when he blows his trumpet, that's, that's not what he's talking about in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. We're talking about at the last trump. You see, we're taken out before the angels ever blow their trumpets, and they're not blowing those trumpets until the last part of the tribulation period. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, moon shall not give her light. See, Christ is the one who said this. They want to know when are you coming back? What will be the sign of your coming? So he says, this is what's going to happen. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, tribulation of those days, uh, this is what's going to be taking place. But then he says, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. But this is at the end of the tribulation period. But now, is this really talking about an eclipse or the sun totally not giving any light anywhere on the face of the earth? Are we talking about it being uh, however wide they got this little strip going across America? You think that's that one? And why are we counting that one when it's in America when we're talking about over in Israel? Where the scriptures will be fulfilled there. But anyway. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Once again, sound of the trumpet, bringing them together also for war. And there's going to be the battle of Armageddon at the end of this time. Acts chapter 2 and verse 20, this is a quote from the book of Joel. He says, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. And this is where you hear an awful lot about this blood moon. And there's a lot of that stuff going around and talking like I don't know, and I really don't care. I just know I'm just looking for the Lord to come back today. I'm not going to be here during the tribulation period. And if I knew he was coming back on September the 21st, I would not change one thing about what I do. I keep doing what I do because I believe it's the right thing to do. But I'm always looking up. If you'll ever listen to any of my radio broadcasts, the last thing I say on all of my sermons is what? Keep looking up. Keep looking up. Because I don't believe there's any signs that needs to be fulfilled. I believe the Lord could come back at any time. Now, when he says, dear about the sign, this is before the great and notable day of the Lord comes, that right before he comes to the earth in power and great glory. A different time. See, we're taken out seven years before this. Now, there's the fall feast and there's the spring feast. And you start in the spring and you go this direction. You see, first of all, the Passover. Christ was crucified. You'll notice in Nissan, this is like April or March, and uh, when those days fall on our calendar, we use. Then the unleavened bread, the first fruit, Christ came back from the dead. And then 50 days later, you got Pentecost. Well, on this cycle here, what's the next thing to happen? The Feast of Trumpets. And that falls upon a particular month which according to this is the seventh month. The seventh month. Well, the seventh month from this month is our September of this year. So we have a sign. But wouldn't it be wonderful if the rapture did take place on this day? I'm not against it. But I'm looking for the Lord to come back. But I know this. One of these days, it will happen. It will happen one day. We're just looking for this moment. And then the, the Feast of Tabernacles, see, that's when Christ comes and sets up his kingdom upon the earth. And the Feast of Atonement, this was because once a year. And that's during the tribulation period. And this is where the children of Israel were to kind of... Restrict themselves from certain things and to examine themselves and correct any problems they have, atonement for their sin and seek forgiveness and all that. That's what they're supposed to do. And this is why the high priest out of all these feasts, that was the time when the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and he would offer up a sacrifice for himself and for the sins of the people. They did this once a year. And this is why this is that month in which they did this, and that was the feast where they did it. Now, Psalms 81 says, Blow up the trumpet in the new moon in the time appointed on our solemn feast day. Now, the new moon is totally black. And on either side of it, it will be a little sliver of light on the one that comes before it and the one that comes after, a little sliver of light. And then you can go from that seven days, and you'll have a half moon. Seven more days, you're going to have a full moon. Seven more days, you get another half moon. And then seven more days, you've got yourself another new moon. And the new moon was to start every month. And it was a time that would keep straight. That's why God's calendar was 30 days to 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 a month. And so God's calendar was a lot better and accurate than what we're going with today. But anyway, Psalm 89, 37 said, it shall be established forever as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven. God has it there and has it for a reason. Now, notice the seventh and the fourteenth day. You see the full moon? Well, seven days later, you've got a half moon. Seven days later, you say, I can't see that one. Well, that's why. It's a new moon. And so, it was a way of telling, seven days, seven days. God says that he Gave to man, six days shalt thou work, and the seventh day thou shalt rest. The whole thing is laid out, God's word, on how they, God gave us a calendar. It was a heavenly calendar. Keeps great time. Now, you'll notice whether it's August or whether it's September. You'll notice that on the bottom down there, if you can see that, every one of them got exactly the same thing. And most calendars will have it like that. There's going to be the full moon. There's going to be the, the, the black moon. But notice over there, On August the 21st. When is August the 21st? It's going to be a a new moon. And here you got it on the 20th. See, it's not exactly the same. Because, see, we're going toward a different calendar. But God's calendar stays systematic, stays the same. So this is why if we can figure out some of this stuff, it just makes it all interesting. And... One of these days, somebody's just liable to hit it lucky, but who really cares? I don't care if it's this year or next year or the year after that, But there are reasons why people believe it's a good possibility this year. Now, November, December does the same thing. Well over there's 18, here's 18, but the other one was 2021. 20, so it shows you that the new moon doesn't always fall at the same time. Now here you have where you have the new moon, you can't see it. And then you've got a half moon full moon, another half moon. And so if you didn't have a a watch, you you wouldn't know if you knew which day it was, that's the first day. And usually it was the day after that, they would count seven days, and you'd have a week. And then another week, another week, and it works that beautiful. But anyway, this is what people are looking at right now. Because there's going to be this, Eclipse across America. Does this eclipse have anything to do with um, our prophecy? Well, it may. We'll let you decide that. But there's going to be a total eclipse. But notice the eclipse is a little small spot up there that hits upon the earth as it goes across America. And there's people from all over rushing to these areas in the past so they get a chance to see this thing. Haven't you heard that? Have you heard anything on the news about any of this? We even had Greg, who does all of my broadcasting, does all of my radio broadcast. He's gone. He disappeared. He took his camera and headed to North Carolina, along with a million other people, so we can be alone. I can't wait to find out what tree he climbed. But they're really getting excited. But now, since there is a total eclipse every 18 months, somewhere on the earth, why would it be a sign because it's happening in America? Well, the main thing is because it's on the particular day, right before we have, the in September, the Feast of Trumpets. And so this time period, and right before the Feast of Trumpets, if Christ came back on that day, Then the sun and the moon were black. And the sun didn't give it, you couldn't see it because it was black, and the moon did not give its light. So that's a fulfillment of the scripture, see, right before that. Is it? You figure it out. Shouldn't there be a total eclipse around the whole world, especially in Israel? I mean, we're talking about Israel. We're talking about God's place. And if it's going to get dark and it's going to be a sign, is it a sign only to America? I don't know. I might have a problem with that. These could not be a normal eclipse that lasted for three days or was over the whole earth for three hours. Look at this. They said, well, these are just the eclipses. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. These eclipses talking about a little narrow band, and it's going to be gone in a couple hours. This was for three days. You think this was just an eclipse or God did something special? In Luke 23, verse 44, he said, And it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the night. That's three hours over all the earth. Is it something special, darkness? Or was it just an eclipse? Now, you look up here and look at all the moons for this year. There's a lot of moons up there, 365 of them. But you'll notice right down here, There's that little one right there. And because it is an eclipse, it's got to be a sign. Because it's different than all the rest. So you look for a reason. Is this really a reason? Or if I blow it up a little bit more, can you see it better? Oh, there it is down here. But now notice, when you look at the calendar, this is September, you'll notice that there is a um, new moon. On the 20th of September. I think while well, I said 21st, but it was September the 20th. So there's this. And you'll notice full moon. Seven days later, half moon. New moon. Another one. And it will stay that way. God made that calendar. Now, Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpet, blow into the shofar. Now, this is why it has to be on a particular day and it's going to be an evening of the black moon or a new moon, and then that's when the you have the Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpet. So when the Bible talks about Christ coming back again, and there's going to be the blowing of the trumpets, and according to the Leviticus, it has to be on this certain month, it has to be on the month Tishri, and it has to be on the certain day of the of the new moon. So are all these signs? All I know is that if it is or it isn't, it ought to motivate people to serve the Lord. Even if you don't know the right day or the right month or even the right year, the Bible is true. Just because I don't understand it all doesn't mean it cannot be understood by somebody even maybe better than what I am. But I do read it and I do study because I have an inquiry in mind and I want to know. So Rosh Hashanah is the first day of Tishri and uh, this is when the, they have this festival and they're looking for the, uh, the blowing of the shofar, and they will do this. In Israel, I've been there, <laughs> and they have a whole bunch of them. You're down at the Wailing Wall. They call it the Western Wall now. And they will sign that thing, and then you have those ladies going, lo, lo, lo. You ever heard them do that? I, mean, I can do it and I can go with them over there, and I'm going to join them. And, and they will do this, and it's just as loud as shrill. And they have some guys walking around with some big old shofars. I mean, the big old horns, ram's horns, and blowing those things. And this is a happy occasion for them. I've been there doing it when they had a, a bar mitzvah. Now, described in Leviticus, the Feast of Weeks. The Feast of Weeks is it's seven weeks long. So you got seven weeks leading up to the Passover. And all the Jewish male that were old enough that uh, they can make these journeys, they were to go up there. And uh, these three feasts every year. And so that's just what they did. So these three feasts, the Passover, the Feast of Weeks, which is Pentecost, because you've got seven weeks. Seven weeks. The day afterwards, 50th, Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit came down right on schedule. Now, that's why some people say, well, is it possible that the next feast, of trumpets, could be right around the corner? I wouldn't mind it. I kind of hope that it is. But remember these three different feasts. The Feast of First Fruits, celebrated time of the Passover, included the first fruits of the barley harvest. Then you had the wheat harvest. And then the Feast of Tabernacle, which is the one that's yet to come, it was the the olive and the grape harvest. And it's amazing that this is the one that symbolizes the tribulation period. And you'll notice that the Bible says in Revelation, says in chapter 14, and another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle, and Thrust in thy sharp sickle, gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. In other words, during the tribulation period, right before Christ comes back to the earth, he sends forth his angels, and they come forth with sickles in their hand, and they're to gather the grapevines vines from around the earth, and pull them into this great big old bowl over there in Israel, which is a place called Armageddon, and there's a, the plains of Jezreel, and they're to pull these in, and people are gonna come here, and they don't know that this great big war is going to take place. And the nations of the earth are gonna gather together, and the Bible says the blood will be as high as the horse's bridle, and God's gonna stamp these grapes with his feet and this is the wine press and it just happens to have not it didn't happen at the first fruits it didn't happen at passover it didn't happen at pentecost it's talking about the next one at the feast of tabernacles when this will take place and the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast into the great wine press of the wrath of god this is revelation this is the last one this is this type of feast that's going to happen. In other words, all of the things that are going on in this world that you don't like and I don't like, and it's so ungodly and so wicked, hey, god got everything under control. He's going to deal with them. God's going to deal with it. I may not be able to do anything about it, but I know somebody who can do something about it, and he is going to do something about it. And the winepress was trod without the city, talking about in Jerusalem, Israel. And blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horses bridle by the space of 1,200 furlongs. That's About uh, 200 miles. That's a long way. So every one of these is important. And it also is that once a year, that high priest was going to the temple and offered this sacrifice. That's why when Jesus Christ came, he was the one to offer up his own life. In Leviticus 17.11, it says... The life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. For it is the flesh, the blood, that will make an atonement for your soul. And Christ came, and he shed his blood, gave his life as the high priest. And that blood was taken to the mercy seat. And we have an eternal, uncorruptible blood that pays for the sins of the whole world. So that everyone can have eternal life and know that they're going to heaven whenever they die. Now... This is what is going to take place. This is why all of this is so important, and it's going to happen, I believe, just like God says that it will. And this is a special event. takes place once a year, and it's about the payment that Christ made on the cross for all of our sins so that we could have eternal life, and then you have the thousand We can live with the Lord for all eternity. Now, I don't have time to get all of this. I can see that because I am running out of time. And I could go until 4 o'clock, but that would be a little bit different. But I want you to know this verse. What if it's all true? Then what? What should you do about it? What can you do about it? Can you stop anything? Can you make it happen? No, the only thing you need to do is to be ready. That's the only thing you need to do, just be ready. And I wrote a little, I'll put the verse in here, where it says, He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he believeth not in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Believers, unbelievers. I cannot get a hold of God, bring them down here and say, there's God. I can't prove God to anybody. I can only tell you what the Bible says. You can believe it or not believe it. He that believeth, he that believeth not. That's a choice that we have. So, I want to uh, mention this to you. There's only this opportunity. When you stop and think if all of this is true, what should you do about it? You see, there's those who are looking to go up and there's others that are going to be going down. Which way do you want to go? If the Lord came back today, right now, I'm ready. I got ready 57 years ago. And all that I had to do to get ready was something so simple. Let me show you this. This is a sign. This is a big sign. A sign of something important, anyway. Letting this hand represent you and me, and the wallet represents sin. We all have sin on us. God loves us. Now, he hates our sin, but he loves us. And for us to pay for sin is eternal separation from God. In hell. Since, since everybody sins, everybody's guilty. Everybody's condemned. So he says to go to heaven, we have to be perfect. As righteous as God. There's a problem. Why? I'm not perfect and neither are you. So how are we going to get there? Because we got a debt to pay. we got to pay for this. And that's eternal separation. How are you going to get out of this mess? God says you cannot earn eternal life. You cannot work your way to heaven. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord God in the flesh. He came into the world because He loves us. He hates our sin because our sin separates us from Him. So Jesus Christ, who had no sin, did not have to die. But because He loved us, He took our sins and died in our place. Now why did He do this? Because He didn't want us to do it. He paid for our sins because He didn't want us to pay for our sins. He did it 2,000 years ago before we were ever born, which means He's already paid for everything you have done or ever will do. It's already paid. The man's going to be born 100 years from now. Already paid. He paid for the sins of the whole world. He came back from the dead and said the only thing he wanted us to do is, will you believe he did it for you. You see, if you'll believe he did that for you, he puts this payment to your account. I'm going to heaven because I don't have any sins to pay for. My payment is paid in full. Now, I didn't make it. I just get credit for it. And God said, if you'll believe I did that for you, i put that payment to your account. I'm going to heaven on what he did. You don't earn it. You don't work for it. You cannot buy it. Eternal life is the gift of God. If I offered you my Bible and you accepted, you'd have a Bible. If I offered you my wallet and you accepted, you'd have an empty wallet. If Christ walked in here right now and offered you eternal life and you accepted, what would you have? Eternal life. If it's eternal life, how long would it last? Forever. If it lasts forever and all your sins are paid, where are you going to go when you die? To heaven. Isn't it nice knowing that you're going to heaven when you die? And isn't it nice knowing that one of these days he may come and will be changed? In a moment, the twinkling of an eye, caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Best news I ever heard in my life. Let's pray, shall we? With every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, I hope I've given you some good reasons why you should. The Lord could come back soon. I mean real soon. Maybe all this has some meanings to it. But whether it does or whether it doesn't, you're still going to die. And the Lord's still going to come one day. But if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you will not go to heaven. Will you trust him? Would you believe that when he died, he died for you? Would you believe he did that for you? You can handle that. You see, he didn't ask you to do anything impossible. He just said, would you believe that I loved you that much? I paid for your sins. He came back from the dead, and all he wants you to do is believe it. Will you believe it? If you're making that decision this morning, I'd like to know, and I'd like to have prayer for you. So with heads bowed, nice clothes, is there anyone else all? say, preacher, that made sense to me, and I will trust Christ as my Savior this morning. I want to be certain of going to heaven, and I'd like for you to pray for me. Would you just slip your hand very quickly and put it right back down? Yes, God bless you, man. Anyone else, just slip it up, put it right back down. I'm not going to have you forward. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to write your name down and pin you against the wall. I just want you to trust the Lord. Anyone else, before we close, say, Preacher, that made sense to me, and I want to trust the Lord. Anyone else? Our Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us. We thank you for this time together. We thank you, Lord, for the one that indicated by an uplifted hand that they would trust you as Savior. By doing so, they become your child. You said you'd never cast us out and never lose us. You guarantee us eternal life and we can know that we're going to heaven. We thank you for this time of year when all these things are going on and people they are looking and thinking and searching. And maybe we pray, Lord, that they'll find a few answers. We pray that you'll use us and use us for your honor and glory. We thank you for each person here and ask your blessings upon them in Christ's name. Amen.